welcome to this episode of Cargo Facts Connect, a podcast of Cargo Facts, the newsletter record for the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Andrew Kreider, Associate Editor of Cargo Facts. And I'm Jeff Lee, Editor of Cargo Facts. Our co-host Robert Luke is out again this this week, um, uh, unfortunately, um, which makes me be feel rather absent in the studio. It's a, it, it's definitely um, a space that we will hope to fill um, next week um, when when he returns, and I'm eager for that. But um, while I'm I, I'm feeling uh, like me me and Jeff are lonely. It brings up a good topic of having guests. The last two weeks, we've been joined by a number of guests from the freighter industry, and I wanted to share that invitation with our listeners. If you are a player in the cargo industry, an airline about to receive freighters, um, and you want to talk about it, um, please go ahead and reach out um, to myself or Jeff Lee to get yourself booked on our podcast be the uh, best way to share with our listeners um, all of your exciting developments Um, beyond that plug i do have a number of exciting developments for the unmanned uh, aviation industry Um, and that would be um, news from reliable robotics Um, reliable um, like many of the cessna 206 uh, unmanned aircraft developers um that that would be reliable x-wing and um merlin labs um had partnered with nasa um now it seems that in the drone space um if you're not a last mile player um you're 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 a middle mile player long-range drones have a lot of um or might be easier to develop the use case there seems to make a lot more sense um, and you can implement technology that already exists um, uh, onto these aircraft. The only challenge is the integration into the airspace. And that would be true of any drone type. Um, this story from Reliable Robotics completing the test flights with NASA, I think, is a watershed moment for the drone industry. Um, Reliable had told us that they had their test will help validate existing re- FAA radars to prove that they work to ensure adequate amount of safety when you're integrating unmanned aircraft into the national airspace system. Being able to validate the existing technology to say, yes, it does work, yes, it is safe, and we can operate unmanned aircraft um, in our airspace effectively, and even when challenged by manned aircraft. um, That's a huge deal, and that's going to open the door for regulatory authorities. Reliable seemed confident that the completion of the test would help their certification process, um, and I, I don't blame them. Now, these tests, of course, include a number of reliable robotics test aircraft and um, additional FAA ground radars. Um, so it, uh, the data has been sent to the regulatory authorities and we're all looking forward to see what happens there. Um, moving on in the drone space, we are following a number of leads and I wanted to bring up one story that um, came up yesterday, and that would be Speedbird partnering with Highlander to achieve certification. Um, Highlander is an Israeli-based UTM 
provider, UTM being unmanned traffic management. Um, this is going back to the question that Reliable was solving of how do we integrate drones to the airspace? Highlander seems to have the answer um, and has achieved a number of partnerships uh, late, late last week, one of them being Speedbird. Um, now, Speedbird has three drones currently, one of them certified, um, and they operate in Brazil. Um, and this was a this was a very fun story for me to write because um, this would be our first cargo drone story from Brazil. Um, but that's not going to be the case for long. Also this week, another drone manufacturer based in Brazil, that's named Boya, uh, they produce uh, eVTOLs. They have a prototype eVTOL that's due to fly sometime this year, and it received its first order. Uh, this would be from Brazil helicopter operator Helisol Aviation. Um, that's going to be an order for 50 with delivery starting sometime in 2025. Now, we've reached out to them for more information, and I hope to follow up with that next week. But we're seeing a lot of developments into the drone space. Um, I, I think, uh, especially coming out of Brazil with this emerging market, um, the information that Speedbird was able to provide me um, gives me a lot of confidence in them. Um, uh, they already have one drone certified. They were the first to capitalize on that market. They have two customers. They're undergoing commercial flights in Brazil, um, which would mean that we have commercial operations successfully happening with the cargo drone industry um, in Europe, um, across Africa, Brazil, and China. Um, and Speedbird hopes to expand. Um, so it's going to be, uh, my, my eyes are now zeroing in on the Latin American region for the drone activities in the future. Um, that is enough unmanned um, information. Jeff, maybe we can graduate back to the manned space in a gradual step. We were talking about Cessna 206s. I don't want to go right to wide bodies. I believe we have some narrow body developments. Yeah, I mean, in the narrowbody space, uh, I think a theme um, this week has been um, just continuing uh, the rise of the A321 freighters, um, which is, I guess, not surprising. Um, but we are seeing more and more coming out of conversion, and we are seeing um, more companies um, be becoming involved and getting interested in the type. Um, and one of the, the largest customers um, for the A321 conversion is uh, Lessor BBAM. Um, they've already delivered uh, five um, A321 P2Fs uh, to lessees so far, uh, two to Titan Airways, two to Lufthansa, and one to Salame in Oman. But um, this year, it looks like they will be um, Taking the redelivery of uh, you know up to ten A321 P2Fs, um, which is uh, you know double um, the, the amount that they have in service right now, and so um, any of these will, uh, I am hoping or I assume, will be making their way to new operators of the type, and um, certainly the the one that 
is most uh, the one that they recently um, took is now in Alabama getting some work done and paint, but this one will be joining a new operator, uh, which is exciting. Um, and I think that this will not only be a new operator of the A321, it will just it will be a new um, operator of freighters generally. Um, but we will see and that this will happen very, very soon. Um, and actually, this this reminds me. Um, last week, we after Cargofax Asia, we had the chance to um, go to the ST Engineering facility in Singapore to get an up close look at um, all the A three twenty ones they're doing, and then basically ha the kind of work that is involved in converting one into a freighter. Um, and that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? We we got to um, walk inside, walk around and walk inside um, these aircraft. Um, you know, what did you think of, of that? Well, I the first thing I thought was, gee, it is very hot. Uh, it's very <laughs> hot in the hangar and I do not look very good in the helmet. Um, the second thing uh, was uh, the, 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 all the work that ST Engineering um, it does. I, I, you know, if you're not inside the industry, you would think that cutting a, a larger door uh, in a freighter should be a simple um, business. However, what we saw, um, uh, we saw a, a number of aircraft at various stages of the process, um, and they were completely stripped. The conversion involves almost every component. Um, of the aircraft, which was surprising to me. Um, I mean, you 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 have reinforcements on a number of bulkheads and a number of ribs um, to the fuselage. You have a lot of electrical work that's being done, um, and it 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 was really eye opening to see it in person. What what were your thoughts, Jeff? Yeah, no, I was going to say um, that the all the comp when you get inside the aircraft you see all the the wiring and the rewiring and just you know everything um in that kind of behind the scenes uh going on and that that's just how complex the, a freighter conversion is and um of course with uh efw's conversion um that front entry door is also modified and moved so there's extra work um around that um and the other thing was just how many um a321s they have there um undergoing conversion at the same time uh, and it's not a lot of space so a lot of creativity in um just moving things around and uh you know how you you position these aircraft um as they undergo conversion so that was definitely um, a good experience, and uh, we will, you know, hopefully be able to compare that with um, other conversion programs and, and work um, that goes on. Um, but staying on the theme of the A321s, um, you know, Global Crossing Airlines is also quickly expanding its A321 freighter fleet, um, and uh, now this airline has will have a mixed um, fleet both precision and DFW conversions. Um, and so they had previously had, uh, I guess, a, a 
a more ambitious uh, target, but obviously with um, various delays, whether that's to do with the supply chain or the conversion or the certification, um, you know, they now uh, expect to have six of these A321s uh, by the end of this year. They've, I mean, they're the, they're the first operator of the type um, in the US, so they say that there's a, a lot of demand for this uh, and they're trying to build up their A321 free to fleet um, as quickly as they can. Uh, so six by the end of this year, but uh, further looking further ahead, they, they, they expect to have um, upwards of 20 um, in their fleet. So that's that's going to be fairly substantial, and uh, in a way, they they kind of mirror what Smartlinks is doing in Europe, and of course, the two airlines actually have some kind of partnership as well. Um, so that's that's all very um, interesting, and we'll continue to see uh, growth there. But um, actually, and you were talking about Brazil earlier, um, and you wrote uh, the story about a new airline um, in Brazil that is also looking at the A321, uh, right? That's Avion Express, which is also part of the Avia Solutions Group um, to which Smartlinks uh, belongs. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because Avion Express right now doesn't um, have any freighters. Uh, they only operate passenger charters and ACMI services. So um, obviously they see the potential for um, freighter, more freighter flights um, in Brazil. Uh, and they are of course looking at the A321 because they, on the passenger side, they they are sticking with the Airbus narrow bodies as well. So um, yeah, just a lot of A321 developments, um, which is probably uh, going to be the case um, going forward as, as more of these get converted now we we right now avion express could potentially be the first a321f operator um in the latam market um and i say potentially because there's stiff competition for the spot um you know i i, I love good competition to find out who's going to be the first um it reminds me of um looking at um our races in India um, and Vietnam to decide who would be the first freighter operators there. Um, here we're looking at between Avion Express and then Global Crossings Airlines with Colombia-based Avianca, which um, has ordered A321s for ACMI service. Um, we'll have to see um, who gets theirs up and running first. Right, and we'll actually see um, very, very soon, see a, uh, a new country with an A321 operator because uh, in Malaysia, uh, Raya Airways just took their first A321. Um, and uh, yeah, it's funny, we actually saw that aircraft in, in Singapore, didn't we? So if we had been there two days later or it had left um, two days earlier, we would have uh, seen it fly off, uh, which would have been cool. Now you had you had just um, changed meant brought brought it back to Asia, but with so much focus on Brazil um, and and Colombia, um, do you, you you wouldn't have any idea what that makes me want to bring up, would you? 
I wouldn't at all. That's right. Carcofax <laughs> Latam will take place May 15th and 17th in Panama City. Um, I'm really excited about that event. Um, I know you and Robert are going to be going and monitoring several interesting panels with uh, the, the top leaders and executives in air cargo for um, a truly exciting region of the world. Um, we're just writing up our uh, highlights from Cargo Facts Asia, something that um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for because there's a, a lot of material there. Um, but the theme for Asia was growth. Um, I, I think the same can be said of Latin America. Um, but um, we, you'll have to find out the conference. Mm -hmm. With that being said, um, that will be all of the time that we have for today. Um, for those of you listening, thank you. For more multimedia coverage like this, tune in to Cargo Facts Connect on iTunes and Spotify and search CargoFacts.com. Thank you and join us again next time.